Casey's confidential. Casey's confidential. Yay. Kansas City's best. Hello and welcome to Kansas City Confidential, where we will hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest will share their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. Today's guest is Serena Moorfield. Serena is the owner and creator of Tie-Dye Pop, a local custom tie-dye company. Tie-Dye Pop started at the end of 2020 during the pandemic and has grown ever since. When Serena isn't in her home tie-dyeing, she's hanging with her husband Brian, playing with their three dogs, and exploring new restaurants all around Kansas City. So welcome to the podcast, Serena. Hi. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, so tell us a little more about tie-dye pop. So, tie-dye pop is basically came to fruition after quarantine pretty much ended. And I was just playing and I ended up just ordering product from Amazon and just trying to figure out like I wanted to tie-dye. So I wanted to tie-dye because... During quarantine, all I saw was just people lounging and wearing, like, all these, like, sets and different things and different tie-dye, different patterns, and I was like, I really think I could do that, and I've always loved tie-dye, so I decided to try it, and once I did try it, I figured... I figured out that like people really loved it, and they wanted to buy it, and as soon as that kind of happened... That um, I was going to um, offer it and start an Instagram. So that kind of just all became really crazy. At first, I was just doing customer orders, just people really just asking me through Instagram as soon as the Instagram launched. And I would create different styles with them. They chose colors, which is still what I do now for portion of the business. So basically... It just all happened so quickly and I was working a full-time job and I got a little bit too overwhelmed with doing both. So I decided that I, at that certain point after I made a certain amount of money, of course, I decided that I could quit my job. You taught yourself how to tie-dye during quarantine. It wasn't something you had much experience in doing prior. Right. So I never tie-dyed before. And if I did, it was kind of like one of those like camp tie-dyes. Like when you were young and went to Girl Scout camp like I did. And basically, I figured after watching a few YouTubes, which there really isn't that many. Some of them are really good and some of them are really terrible you figure out like what you really need to make I mean colors stay on fabric what kind of fabric you need what kind of colors you should use what kind of dye to use and then you know obviously years a year later you're you know a hundred thousand times better than what you did when you started but I mean starting it it just ended up kind of being the niche market that blew up so during quarantine I was like trying to not I was you know just furloughed like everybody else and then eventually I was 
going into this whole world of entrepreneur life and I had never in my whole life done that so what gave you the push to start your own business probably when I started making the same amount of money that I was working for a full-time position in Kansas City um that's when I was like oh my god this could really work and I was fortunate enough to have like my husband so that I could he could really kind of support like the insurance part of my life and things like that so it kind of really all came together as like just a good timing and um as I started doing just customer based orders I started getting more and more traction from local businesses who wanted to customize their product and only not only customize their product but then stores that wanted to create new things that they could sell in their stores so it was really nuts because then all of a sudden tie-dye pop was showing up in stores like that I've just hand dyed either my name was on it or it wasn't I was totally fine with either or but wholesale was just another part of the business that I never expected to take off as well currently that's kind of the best thing that's happened since this whole thing is clearly being a part of like Kansas City community like small business is just incredible and everybody is so ridiculously supportive so going back to you started this business during the pandemic kind of you know, in 2020, it's the height of COVID. What have been some of the struggles of starting a business during that time? Starting like a loungewear business during COVID was actually kind of amazing. But, you know, now post pandemic, it's kind of getting a little bit more interesting and like harder now that like everyone's kind of doing a lot of like small business stuff. It's in my brain I'll just keep doing it until tie-dye is not trendy anymore (laughs) but I think it's always been trendy it's just been like one of those sleeper trends that's always kind of there and I've had to like go through a lot of hoops to just keep transitioning the the way things look to go with kind of this season that it is so obviously pushing tie-dye into winter and then pushing tie-dye into summer like there's so many possibilities with it that doesn't only have to do with clothing I think quarantine seriously helped me like pandemic helped me to like be extremely creative I come from like a visual merchandiser background so just kind of like things that I like I just feel like if I roll with it it just feels right so if I keep changing and expanding like organically with tie-dye pop and you know moving with what the rest of the world is doing and trying to kind of make custom orders for people which like always sounded super scary but at the end of the day it's really like so satisfying to get something that's your own design or your own colors that you've chosen so and there are different methods to tie dyeing correct there's I something involves ice and I know we've talked about all these sort of different methods so kind of explain that a little more right so there's so so many different methods of tie-dye um there's like the ice dye which is like a process of basically 
what you do is you just kind of cover whatever you're going to tie dye with ice and then you're actually pouring color on top of the ice and letting that ice melt and as that ice melts like all of the dye will just spread onto the fabric and at the end of that which usually takes up to a day or overnight you'll get like an amazing result and you never really know what you're gonna get which is kind of exciting about it and I've been doing so much ice dye you know the color is just so rich and amazing because you're just using straight dye you're not diluting dye you're not putting you know anything else on top of that other than dye now when you think about doing it or if anyone's ever watched me do it it's not as complicated as it sounds like when you explain the process you don't just kind of like throw a shirt on the in a bin and throw ice on it and put that in. there's like a lot of a process that goes with that knowing after doing it for a while I've like moved on to different types of dyes that are obviously better quality and which will last longer on different kinds of material so you've found some techniques obviously that really work for you and work for you, the people asking for the custom dye right but on the flip end of that, have you tried something that absolutely didn't work or oh, yeah. tried colors that you thought were going to look really great together <laughs> and didn't? You know, I, I don't want to call yes. them failures, but anything right. that you've tried and has not worked the way you thought it would. Yeah, I've messed up so many pieces of clothing. <laughs> They've been either so ugly or the dye didn't hold for some reason or I skipped a step and I'm trying to, you know, get product out faster and more efficiently and something could go wrong. Um, I've definitely bleached clothing and it come out really, really bad as well. So it's, you know, a process that you have to like continuously keep practicing because you know, either you're doing everything the same and then all of a sudden it goes goes pretty badly, like randomly, you know, you're never really sure. So some people who have ordered from me definitely have gotten that message that says like it's never going to look the way the original one looks because everything is always different. Everything is always unique. It's a special person to totally love like honestly wearing a piece of someone's artwork you know some people want the exact replica of something that maybe I've already done and that's really hard to make that person happy but I do my best where you mentioned that you have stores here that sell your tie-dye but where primarily are you selling your custom orders all the custom orders are all through Instagram I don't have a website I do everything through people DMing me on Instagram so most people will just send me a picture of something I've already done and be like, I want that. Can you make that for me? Or basically they're like, I'm looking for something, but I don't know what I want. So that's when I will work together with someone to kind of customize their order. So there is a way to um, definitely make a custom website or um, a way but it's just through Instagram, it's so easy to talk to everyone. It's so easy to just have a conversation about what you want to do and, you know, 
it really doesn't take long. And the people that do message me, I'm still always so surprised that people message me to ask me for something because messaging someone that you don't know or like is just, it's hard in itself. So, you know, I have a lot of return customers, which is kind of nuts. And I have like a lot of people who are coming to me for the first time ever. So, I mean... I love doing big orders. I love doing like events. I love doing bridal parties. I mean, everything is kind of on the table. I love doing things for people's homes. Like, and it doesn't, you know, stop at clothing. It goes to home goods. So pillows, duvets, curtains, it can be pretty much anything, which is nuts. And that sense of community you mentioned earlier and how important that's been with building your business, do you feel like being part of that Instagram world and running your business through Instagram has really helped you build that sense of community here in Kansas City? Yeah, um, Kansas City Community Small Business uses Instagram like insanity. Um, We all communicate with each other all the time. Um, People do more like events and pop-ups sometimes than I do because of the amount of stock and product that they do have, which I'm always super jealous of. But, you know, when everything is custom made, it's kind of hard to provide so much product to sell in, at for one day. Everyone in Kansas City supports everyone else. I've met some of the most amazing people and I've actually like collaborated with so many of those people. And now I feel like they're really close friends. So everyone kind of helps everyone, which is nuts because I'd never met this many nice people at once. (laughs) And obviously you and meeting you and like there's the whole other beast of the bloggers and the influencers on Instagram and, you know, and the fitness like whole community. It's you kind of get thrown into all of it. Do you constantly work towards, you know, gaining that following on Instagram and working on gaining more followers or getting your name out there to more people? Or do you just kind of see who waits to come to you and DM you about a custom order? Both. Both. Instagram can get so overwhelming so easily because you're on it 24-7 and not only are you doing your own content planning and creating for yourself you're also kind of trying to keep up with everyone else too so not only do you get sucked in with your own situation and your own business and wanting it to reach as many people as you can you're also kind of trying to interact and with everyone else's because you know how much work kind of that you're putting into your own business you know that they're doing the same so Instagram can get really overwhelming and a lot of people take a lot of breaks of it and it's hard because if I do take a break from Instagram it's kind of like I'm taking a break from my business. It's been able I've been better at it lately just trying to not put as much pressure but that kind of changes all the time because especially right now during this time of year after the holidays everybody's kind of slowed down a bit so you always in your small business have that feeling of, oh my gosh, like it's really slow. I'm usually super crazy, super busy. And maybe 
like I'm trying to take that time to actually just kind of relax instead of you know thinking that I need to push full throttle you know it's Instagram has always been difficult because there's the whole algorithm thing behind it which can make you insane so if you just in my brain if I get too crazy I just kind of make myself remember that I want to grow it organically and there's absolutely no rush into me trying to make it something too soon so where do you see the future of your business going or if you picture tie-dye pop in a year two years beyond that what what does it look like I think like small steps like right now I'm looking to think about building a website and seeing what that looks like uh I think long term um as much as I love working from home and having three dogs and you know being able to kind of do my own thing I would really love to have a space and this space would consist of pretty much my studio space that I could also kind of use as a showroom at the same time so if I really wanted to do something and open it up to people that was possible eventually that would be nice to move all of the stuff out of my house and you know have a really legit operation because you know when you're getting orders of 400 for places and you have no surface area it's kind of like really tough to gauge like how you're gonna make that all work so it would be really great to have a space that I could be able to accommodate that much product so currently you are just tie-dyeing out of your home so like when you get orders of 400 sweatshirts to make that is just in your home that you are doing all of that right exactly so (laughs) the next plan really also short term other than the website is to move into a bigger home and having a bigger home that I could accommodate maybe just tie-dye in a better way and then eventually work towards the next goal um is being a business owner it's it's just you so this is all on you I love it I am the most intense control freak ever so I haven't been able to bring anyone in that's probably something that I could consider once there is a space I just know what I like and the way I do it and I think that's the best part about it just being me um obviously eventually that's probably everyone's issue I think eventually people will clearly need to expand and at some point I think I will need to expand and maybe have someone that I could teach to do it the way I do it and see what I see and that would be awesome and yeah doing it alone is doing everything like all those reels on Instagram where you literally are every single person in your business and so when you are not in your home with three dogs tie-dyeing what are you doing I am pretty much going to restaurants because I am a massive foodie at the same exact time at least I would like to be um I love going to all like places in Kansas City I like all like small restaurants I like all new places that open I like to be on top of it because not only am I following the small businesses that sell like a like a product I'm also watching for all of the new businesses that provide a service or food or 
a gym or, you know, I'm watching like all the different places open all the time. And so what are, what are some of your favorite restaurants in Kansas City? Uh, my favorite restaurant in Kansas City is Waldo Thai. Um, hands down my favorite place. I love all Asian focused restaurants. They're all my favorite. I will choose them over anything always. I mean, I love French. I love Westport Cafe. That's also one of my favorites. It's really hard to choose other than those two that like really get you. I'm excited for the new places opening. Like we went to Cafe Provence and I really love that. And I've been trying to think about when I could go back. That was good. Food at Cafe Provence is is delicious. Bakhtui's restaurant's gonna blow my mind. Really excited about that one. I love everything Pam and her whole family do. So, um, and Pam is the chef at Waldo Thai. Yes, yes. There's so much talent in there, like that. It's just amazing. I don't know. There's so much going on. I feel like even like post pandemic now things are now kind of like opening up again everyone's still kind of trying to be safe too but I mean there's still places opening every single day I always because I'm originally from the east coast I basically like go home and just like rant and rave about how Kansas City changes like monthly and how it gets better so now you've lived here for about three years. Yeah. Right? A little over three. Did you ever think you were going to get bit by the Casey pride <laughs> bug? The bug that people all oh. over Kansas City seem to We have. all look like Taurus. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> I never thought that I was going to be like the one who buys all the Casey stuff, needs a new chief sweatshirt every weekend. Like, I mean, I never thought... My husband is a crazy, crazy Chiefs fan, and that's probably what got me so into it. And I've never really been the sports person. Um, of, of course, there's like baseball's just huge, like on the East Coast. So it's just coming into like a football city and like just the pride of Kansas City is just so nice because you feel like you're a part of something that no one really understands. Like, People come here that's that have never been here, and then like they they kind of understand it by the time they leave, and it's just I you know a lot of brands focus on just Kansas City clothing, and I do love that so much, and I get to partner with them, and like I'll be the one that tie dyes it, and they'll be the one that puts the Kansas City on it, and it's just I feel like I'm a part of it, so it's really nice. If you had to choose kind of one of your favorite things about Kansas City, the city as a whole, what's, I mean, you've talked a lot about how supportive the community is and the small business community, but uh, what's one of your favorite things about living in Kansas City? Um, I think like we live in Waldo, right? So I feel like I love being centrally located. I think being able to go downtown, being able to go even out south, being able to go places where it's kind of everything becomes so accessible. Everything in Kansas City when you live in this part of the city is like 20 minutes at most away. So that's what I kind of love about living where I live. And then, I mean, Crossroads is awesome. I've just always had such a great time going to like multiple places within one day. I think it's just the small food like you know 
family-owned businesses that are just so well done and I feel like they need like worldwide recognition and sometimes I think Kansas City is very like in a bubble where like they don't kind of expand outside of Kansas City like even sometimes with clothing brands like I think there's so much more opportunity for everyone then and I think eventually we all will figure that out I'm trying to keep tie-dye pop as open and to expand as possible and not only focused on one thing but I do still love supporting everyone here too so what is one thing that you think Kansas City could do better or something that could change about about the city um as much as I feel like I sell clothing I think we need more clothing shops. And it doesn't necessarily have to be small business. It can just be places, mainstream places. Yeah, mainstream places can come and just, I don't know, boost the economy in some possible way. But also, I mean, I prefer boutiques and I need more of them (laughs) because right now I feel like I only have like maybe four and I need like a lot of options and you know coming from New York I'm like a Bloomingdale's person which is kind of nuts I mean we didn't really have that many small shops over there either so I mean I think the malls need to be burned down but other than that I just think that like we do so well with so many things that like if places that we frequently shop at just geared more towards like small businesses it would do so much better we would we have so much available space in so many of the shopping areas in Kansas City we just as a small business owner it's just so hard for us to keep up with like the rent for these areas they're just it's kind of out of control. So that is what's preventing our small businesses from getting shops in these like more high volume areas in Kansas City. Um, so in hopes that one day I can have a space and it if it's gonna be in the crossroads or it's gonna be on, you know, a small baby shop on the plaza, I just, it has to make sense for everyone's business and mine. What are so? What are the boutiques that you tip, that you do shop at? I shop at Scooby. I shop at a Lady by Kate Casey um, and Coco in Brookside. Other than that, <laughs> it's pretty slim. I don't really go shopping that many places, but if I do that's probably where I'm buying anything in person the rest of it's a lot of online shopping and some of it's even online shopping through Instagram of like small businesses that are being kind of marketed towards me which is also fine I mean I I love shopping from like mainstream places that we don't have here but at the same time if small if like the small boutiques can provide any of that for me I'm probably just gonna buy it there because it gets really boring to buy everything online what do you have on the pipeline right now do you what do you have coming up are you working on a bunch of custom orders or what what are you currently working on well I 
don't have that much going on. I, <laughs> um, I just finished a big order of like 60, which was awesome. And it was all different sweatshirts and they were for a local business. Um, that was great. I do have coming up another event I'm doing. There are, there's a really awesome small community at a really cute gym called Wellness Warehouse. It's in the, the West Bottoms. They are amazing. Everyone that goes there is amazing. The owner, Jill, is amazing. Um, basically, uh, they do a lot of events, and they'll be doing something for Valentine's Day. So I'll be doing an event on the 12th, um, which the timing, I think, is in the morning, but keep an eye out. That's on the 12th for Valentine's Day. I have a lot of friends doing a lot of events for Valentine's Day, so Kansas City is going to blow up during that time. So other than that one event that I have coming up in February, I'm working on a bridal party, which will be really cool because I get to make each sweatshirt something different for each girl, which will be really interesting. And I hope to post some photos of that. And then I'll be just experimenting. I'm gonna be experimenting for things for Valentine's Day. That's what's so great about tie-dye is I can do anything at any time. So it's like, I don't have to plan too far in advance. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. So once it slows down, I'll just try to create some new stuff, just content. That's really where it's at. I haven't posted that much on Instagram. So how can people order, um, so tell everyone how they can order um, a custom tie-dye piece. So you can either DM me straight onto my tie-dye pop Instagram, or you can also email me if you don't feel comfortable DMing me. My email is in my bio. So and your I, Instagram is tie-dye pop. Tie-dye pop. Yep. And I usually in the bio, I'll add like the next upcoming event. I'll, most of the information is there. Even if you want to like DM me to ask me for my email, honestly, I'm always there. So you can pretty much ask me anything you want. Any questions about it, any questions about pricing, any questions about what is possible because I could get a lot of stuff and it doesn't have to be the basic sweatshirt, sweatpants matching set. It could be a lot of different things. If you ever wanted to upcycle any of your own clothing, I do that too. So everything is just DMing me. So you, once you DM me, you're talking straight to me. So I don't have anyone else there. <laughs> awesome. Well, it sounds like you are a busy gal with a lot of stuff coming up. And yeah, follow Serena on Instagram at tie-dye pop to check out all of her awesome sweatshirts and sweatpants. And like I said, she's done a whole bunch of stuff so make sure to follow her and see what she is working on and you can follow me at Casey Viceri and we will see you next week Ooh, hey, hey, Casey Confidential Casey's Confidential hey, Kansas City's best Casey Confidential.